again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This week we are featuring November 18th, 1978, Chicago, Illinois in the Uptown Theater. But before we go into this week's show, let's of course go over some of our news and notes for the week. First up on the podcast front, we are once again Nobless. Knob, uh, Knob <laughs> is uh, once again cleaning his knob. No, no, no. Oh, we yeah. are just Knob uh, is a busy college student, and uh, his studies have taken him away from the podcast for this week. But he will be back with vengeance next week. So, Knob, in our pre-show meeting, we were discussing some things that you would have known off top of your head. So, <laughs> we want you to come back as quickly as possible, please, good sir. Come back, Knob. Come back. <laughs> Next up, we have our Grateful Dead music news for the week. Um, it was a very interesting week on the Dead & Company front. Uh, mm-hmm. Dead & Company announced their tour, and tickets went on sale for their tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it promptly came out from Rolling Stone that this will be the last tour of Dead & Company. Um, that rumor quickly gained speed, and then each member of Den Company, except for John Mayer, uh, released a tweet um, dispelling rumors that this will be the last tour of Den Company. So, yeah, my take on that is probably, um, I don't know. I mean, Den Company. I think the whole idea is that the arrangement is supposed to be you know fungible mix and match kind of thing i think that's the company in dead and company i mean clearly the dead is the dead members but then there's the company and if this is mayor's last tour which i can kind of see the writing on the wall uh that would make sense to me um circumstantially like you know rolling stone is a industry um you know publication and mayor is definitely a huge part of the music industry so if he has some you know, rumblings or, you know, if he's made overtures to certain people about maybe this is it for him and Dead & Co., I could see uh, Rolling Stone catching whiff of that, you know, posting, you know, the tweet, the tweet heard around the world, and then quickly, you know, kind of uh, being taken back by the by the other guys. But but yeah, you're right. I don't think Mayer actually commented on that, so stay tuned. Let me, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Oh boy. Who would you like to see take that spot if Mayer... Billy Would Strings. Exit. Okay, good. I was hoping. That yeah, William <laughs> William J. Strings. William J. Strings. Please. He gets my vote. Step on up and, and make yes. the money you so deserve from the deadheads that love you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It Step up be... to the big time, bro. Come on. Yeah. Um, actually I, I myself and Nob had the great good fortune uh, to meet up at a at a Billy Strings show uh, I think back in the fall. And that was something else. I mean, I'm not a huge bluegrass fan, but he is just awesome. And the music was awesome, and the venue was rocking, and he's a rock star. And I think he's ready to take that next step. Um, I, I mean, clearly he is. And I, I think, too, that the guys in the band probably think he is, too. So I would love, love, love to see that. Uh, how about yourself? Are you thinking Billy? I, I would think Billy, uh, and that was it's literally 100% from the Billy and the Kids uh, set yeah. this past summer. Uh, that was special. I think it blew everybody away. Um also, though, um, I do like uh, Hamilton of uh, J-Rad a bunch. Um, other than those... And he was ready two, to sit in with the guys. Yes. 
But then he got COVID, I think. I think it was yeah, there's something. It was there. it was some situation. No, he was going to go. I think in place he was going to playing in the sand. Ah, uh, yeah. That's I right. think that may or may got that's COVID right. or whatever. Then everything happened. That. Yeah. So anyway, so, Den Company tour good. is coming up. Um, no one really knows if it's the final one or not. Um, time will tell. As always, if you do have a chance to go see the boys, please do, as you never know when it will be the last time. And uh, I personally, the last time, I don't know. Personally, <laughs> uh, I have tickets for the Philly show, um, nice. and we do plan to get tickets for the City Field shows as well, which I think Nob is going to both of those. So, Nob, when you listen to this, we're meeting up since we didn't get to meet up at Hershey this past year. Um, as well as Phil announced a pile of shows uh, just yesterday. Um, nice. And he had the closest one he's coming to us is in Asbury Park. Um, so please, uh, if you have any interest in Phil Lesh, which if you're listening to this podcast, I sure hope you would, uh, please check out his Phil and Friends shows. Uh, I've yet to get to see Phil live, but mm-hmm. every live stream I've seen of Phil and Friends shows have been absolutely phenomenal. So I cannot recommend Phil and Friends enough. Nice. On to this week's show, however. November 18th, 1978, Chicago, Illinois, the Uptown Theater. Had a little bit of a barn burner here. Uh, yeah, great show. Some in the archive, the one comment in the archive that we pulled stated that uh, this was the best show of 1978. Now, I'm not a 1978 Hmm. expert by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, However, I do know that my ears did like what I heard when I listened to this 1978 show today. Um, yeah, this, this was this was a great show. Great, what very well played, very deliberate um, on pretty much everyone's part. And um, it was a late era uh, Godshaw show, and they were actually pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, this was the third night of a um, a three night run uh, with a little stop in the middle uh, in Chicago, Illinois. They, they did three nights at the Uptown Theater. And then and what I did. noticed about that, I'm looking at the set list, and they didn't play Mississippi Half Step, no. Uptown Boogaloo, in any of those nights. And they're at the Uptown Theater, so one would imagine that that would be something that they play. Exactly. But here they um, are. They, they did. They did three nights at Uptown, and then they also did an acoustic set at the Rambler Room uh, on a Friday night. So, 19 November '78. If you were in Chicago, you had four chances to see the boys. Uh, oh. Also, uh, what's very interesting in that week is on the 15th of November, 1978, Shakedown Street was released. Nice. The album Shakedown Street. Um, we all, that's that was as my introduction to Disco Dead. Um, mm-hmm. And love it. So love big, it. big, big week for the boys in uh, 1978. November of 1978. Uh, Let's go into our set lists here. Set one brought us Jack Straw, Candyman, Me and My Uncle, Big River, Sugary, El Paso, Staggerly, It's All Over Now, From the Heart of Me, and The Music Never Stopped. Fig, what was your thoughts on set number one? 
Yeah, um, I liked it. Uh, again, like the the playing was great. Um, I I loved all the versions of the songs on set one. I'm more of a set two guy as it as it turns out. I didn't realize that myself before we started the pod. So I don't have too much to say about set one. Um, you'll notice on on the archive link that um, Jack Straw just kind of starts. Uh, there's like some poor quality from time to time. Uh, Candyman was slow and haunting as as always. Um, I thought that uh, me and my uncle was actually pretty poppy into Big River, which was like, actually kind of cool and kind of a different way of them playing it. Um, it's all over now. Uh, great Jerry playing. From the heart of me, a good rarity. Great to hear Donna kind of nail a performance. And again, like Jerry just makes the Donna songs. Like they have such good serendipity there um, between the two of them. And uh, Music Never Stopped was a pretty amped up version. Uh, I really liked the sugary as well. I'm going to echo the majority of your statements on set okay. one. Uh, Jack Straw, um, while it did start abruptly, that was the recording's fault, as Fig mentioned. Uh, I do want to make note that Bobby very clearly states that uh, they used to play for Clive, or now they play for Clive, uh, meaning Clive Davis in the Jack Straw lyric. So this was right around the time Bobby started using that. Um in Jack's Straw, which I found quite interesting. Uh, I also really enjoyed the Me and My Uncle into Big River. Um, From the Heart of Me is not hey, one that, that I am familiar with, if I'm being okay. completely honest. Um, however, I am a Donna fanboy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, Jerry and Donna, like you said, have great chemistry. Yep. And she nailed it. She wasn't out of place. She was she was great. So yeah, yeah, very very strong. Of course, from the heart of me, it was right on that uh, Shakedown Street album, which was released just a couple days earlier. So they're yes. you know showing some some fresh fresh dead mm -hmm. to the Chicago crowd. All right, set two. We had Scarlet Fire. Woo! I need a miracle into he's gone. Uh, the other one jumps in space. Wharf rat. Sugar Magnolia, and an encore of, of course, One More Saturday Night. Uh, Fig, what was your thoughts on set two? Yeah, so I don't know if this is our first Scarlet Fire, but um, I don't. We haven't talked about Scarlet Fire in quite some time. It, and this it was, might be. It might, it might be, be our first Scarlet Fire. And and honestly, like you know, I think Scarlet Fire to me is the, you know, the the dead like to smush songs together and do what I call sweets, right? And I think that Scarlet Fire is their their best sweet. Like that is their archetype of sweets and um i love scarlet fire generally this was an amazing uh version of that i didn't think it was the best version um if i had to you know if i had to rate it i would probably rate it a seven um i thought you know usually i like fire on the mountain i just kind of like that kind of beat a little bit better um although you know both have just like awesome awesome beats and i you know it's a good scarlet fire when like your toes are tapping one rhythm and your head is bobbing in another rhythm and you just like have like five different rhythms going on because it's Scarlet Fire and it's amazing. Um, so yeah, the, the Scarlet definitely did that. <clears throat> the transition was, was good, not great. And uh, Fire was kind of quick and, you know, uh, I think Jerry at one point just kind of uh, put, a, put an end to it. But I thought it was an awesome Scarlet Fire. What did you think about Scarlet Fire? Uh, I really enjoyed Scarlet. Um, I found the transition into Fire very clunky. Okay. Um, and I am normally a big fan of any of the keyboard players, Keith, mm -hmm. Brant, etc. 
I did not care for the keyboard mm-hmm. in the beginning of Fire on the Mountain. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, like my first thought was, why is it so heavy-handed? It, yeah. It, 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 and, and, he, he was and pushing. It, yeah, and it really, and it really threw me off. And then it just kind of got there, and it, and it existed. <laughs> and yeah. there's been and there's been some other Scarlet Fires, um, that really um, Scarlet is always. I don't know if I've ever heard about Scarlet. Um, mm. Great I'm song. Sure I, I'm sure. Just I have. an amazing song. I'm sure I have, but um, yeah this this fire just um just didn't do it just didn't do it for me. Um, uh, you rated it a seven. I, I a seven. It, I'm giving it a six. Okay, yeah. I'm giving it a six. So we were we were right around the same uh, around the wheelhouse uh, on, on as far as our ratings go. Right. Yeah. I think what what this Scarlet Fire was missing that would push it above a seven, eight, nine, ten is that kind of transfer. Right. So there's there's three parts to a Scarlet Fire. I think there's there's the Scarlet, there's the transition, and then there's the fire. And I think I agree with you. The transition here, uh, clunky was a good way to put it. Um, yeah. There just wasn't much going on there. And to answer your question from the pre-show, my number 10 Scarlet Fire, like a 10 out of 10, would be, and this was probably the first kind of uh, thing that I remember you know, getting me on the bus, was the Scarlet Fire that is the secret track on Dick's Picks 13, uh, which okay. was uh, one of the Nassau shows in 81, but it was actually a Scarlet Fire from 79, which has our boy Brent on it. And I think that Brent actually pushes... The, the middle section of Scarlet Fire, especially you know on the on the 1979 version I'm telling you about, um, to you know another stratosphere, and I think that's the difference between Keith and Brent is you know, uh, Brent was able to you know incorporate you know uh, you know more electronic instruments, synthesizers and stuff, and that really turned that transition into something just extraordinarily and and awesome. Not that this wasn't awesome, but it wasn't a ten. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, That's, please uh, do. It's fantastic. Because because early early 79 Brent fascinates me just to begin with. Yeah. Because I I always I mean even though he's, you know, had a run in 90, I really just consider him 80 to 89 always. So Yeah. He came in pretty early though in um in 79. Like he had yes. a pretty good run in 79. Um, my my take was, you know, can you imagine being thrown into that, you know, eight hundred pound gorilla? I don't think I'm using my metaphors right, but uh, just being thrown into the Grateful Dead and being like, all right, Keith's gone, Brent, what can you do? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, like what kind of like what was that about? Like that would have been so cool. Like like okay like and, and he took took the bull by its horns and he went for it and he you know because I really don't think because we, we have a hard time explaining the music. Right. So it's here's the song and and here it is musically. But then the improvisi- the the improvisation from right. there the, co- the conversation. And then you're conversating with yeah. all of your bandmates all in right. all in that it's it's hard enough to do it with 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 people you right. played with for, you know, 30 years. Right. Let alone, here's this powerful band. Right, who's been around for like 15, 16 years. They all know each other. They've all grown up with each other. Literally, they've all grown up. They've all lived together. Right. 
here you, here you go. No wonder yep. he felt like the new kid in town. Yeah, but he know? but he rose to the occasion. And that's he really amazing. Did. Good for him, really man. Did. Like, oh my he gosh. Really did. Yeah. Good. So okay, we, p- we part of the reason we love Brent. I know we, we could talk about Scarlet Fire all day gushing, and we could have our own Scarlet Fire podcast. Any other thoughts on set two, good sir? Uh, yeah, definitely check out He's Gone, a very gorgeous version. There's a very delicate ending to um, to He's Gone, uh, which flows right into the other one. And I have written in my notes just pow, because it really is a strong transition, yeah. a, a strong contrast between uh, the delicate ending of He's Gone into the start of the other one. So that's not to be missed. Um, Alan Aragid, another rarity, um, was played. And actually, it's not, it doesn't, didn't make its way onto the set list here. But um, this was the one that they picked up from uh, the guy in um, Egypt. And I wish I remembered his name. Um, but it, it was kind of cool for me because on Friday, I got to see a, um, a very famous uh, musician. He's an Indian musician um, named uh, Zakir Hussain or Zakir Hussain. And he plays tabla. Okay, So it was like an Indian um, uh, music performance. Okay, And I was listening to... Um, Alan Aragid, okay, so it's right after, I guess it was during drums. And, you know, Mickey Hart had a drum, and it was like, you know, maybe a bongo. I don't know what it was, but it, it sounded like a, you know, Indian instrument or maybe Egyptian instrument. And I was like, I bet you that Mickey Hart and Zakir Hussein, you know, are in the same kind of crew. Like, I bet you, I wonder if they did something. And I just Googled Mickey Hart, Zakir Hussein. And it turns out that, yes, they're like best friends, and they've done albums together. Like, so, I'm- like... Yeah, so it was like totally cool that like you know this random show that I saw on Friday uh, turned into you had this like Grateful Dead connection that I didn't even know about. So that's that's kind of the awesome parts about the Dead and you know what Mickey does. It's just you know you never know when there's going to be a connection there. Um, So that's my personal impression from from Set Two. I thought that was really cool, and um, that's about it that I have for um, for Set Two. I thought it was a really really well played set. Good stuff. Same. Already said my thoughts on on Scarlet Fire. My other really major note of set two was the other one. Um, yeah. I'm not as big of a fan of the other one mm-hmm. um, as I am Dark Star or, or the other big, heavy hitting set two songs. Uh, however, this one stood all the way out. Um, so much so that. I don't even, in my opinion, you could remove drums from this set list because drums did not exist. It was the other one right into Warfret because it was just like, yeah, it was just, it was crazy powerful. Right. Um, but other than that, um, Warfret was great. Sugar Magnolia was great. Was great and yep. um, one more Saturday night was a one more Saturday night. <laughs> It is what it always is. Uh, so next week, coming up, we have another 1978 show. This time, October 17th, which is one month prior, almost to the day, one yeah. month prior to this week's show. And just to uh, remind the listeners, you know, all the stuff is randomized. This is just a spreadsheet yeah. that I made that's that's completely random. And it just so happens, you know, serendipity would have it that we have a show from... Uh, November 78, one week, and then a show from October 78 the very next week. So, cool stuff. Next week, we are coming to you live from the Winterland Arena in San Francisco, California. And I won't spoil the entire set list, but uh, we definitely have a Jack Straw to compare, as well as another set to Scarlet Fire. So, uh, 
it will be interesting to see how a um if my scarlet fire opinions change after listening to the 79 one uh and how um this scarlet fire stacks up to this week's scarlet fire so yep just yeah. one month difference so it'd be cool to hear Next week should be pretty good. So once again, everybody, thank you very much for listening. This is everything for this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. Please like and subscribe and share uh, this podcast on any of your podcast platforms. You may find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Pods, and Pocket Cast. Um, you may email us at helpalltheway at gmail.com as well as reddit.com slash r slash grateful dead. If you are interested in listening to the podcast directly and not from a mobile device, you may find us on uh, helponthewaypod.podbean.com. And a quick little plug for my own channel, twitch.tv slash the GD channel, 24-7 Grateful Dead. Um, and Grateful Dead related content. So thank you once again um, for listening this week. Um, for Knob by Knob, I'm Game. No. <laughs> Big, do you have I'm anything to say? <laughs> no, I'm Fig. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, good night, everybody. Good night.
picked up my matches and was closing the door. I had one of those flashes. I've been there before, been there before.
to the cold. It's a dragon with matches that's loose on the tail. A whole pail of water just to cool him down. Fire, fire on the mountain. Fire, fire on the mountain.
came across an empty space. He trembled and exploded, little bus stop in his place. That's when it all began. There was calm on heel at the wheel, the bus you never ever land.
down by the docks of the city
sunshine daydream Walk you in the tall trees Going where the wind goes Blooming, blooming like a red rose Now come on over, sweet lady Like I say, I got you in the morning sunshine Sunshine daydream Sunshine daydream, yeah Here come I coming from a sweet dream Sunshine daydream, yeah Here come I come on over daydream Sunshine daydream Waiting in a cold stream Rolling out your window Going, going where the wind goes
you keep rising, everybody getting high. Come on, rocket stroke of midnight. Place is gonna fire. Well, Saturday night. Yeah. Thought he'd never be 
dengar.